Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Usually we're talking the best watches in the world. But today we're talking about the most horrible, the most disgusting, the worst watches in the world. Tom, I think we're too positive most of the time, and I think that's a problem. I think we need more pessimism and cynicism in our lives. I can do that. Well, I can't. So I asked our lovely, lovely audience in the comments to do it for us. And we've picked out a bunch of your comments around this particular topic to see what you think are the worst watches in the world. Keep an eye out in our community posts in the future to see when we're asking these questions and you could get your comments read out on this show. Lucky you. Tom, do you want to go first with our most worst watches in the world ever? I've got a comment here from Batusai9795, and they say, I really hate iced out watches. They don't even look good, and for some reason to me, they look like they're made of sugar, and I have this feeling that I could turn them to crumbles with just my fingers. They really are just about that vulgarity of showing off that you can afford expensive stuff, and they even make me ashamed of wearing a watch, even though I don't really have any expensive ones. Because it makes me realise that some people really only wear them to keep up appearances, and I'm always cautious of not looking like them. I think that's quite interesting, because there is that kind of element to watch collecting, isn't there? That proper watch enthusiasts that, you know, just admire the craft and the precision and the beauty of watches don't want to find themselves falling into this arena of status. Do you, do you agree with that? Well, I, I'm more surprised to find that I'm not the only person in the world who's worried about turning things to crumbles with just my fingers. <laughs> you know, I know exactly what you mean. Expensive watches, expensive looking watches, they're not really something that you keep under your sleeve just for you. They're usually bigger, they're usually too big to even go under a sleeve. The real question is, is wearing a watch for other people's enjoyment, to for them to see you wearing it, is that a bad thing? Is it really though? Maybe not. I kind of agree that, yeah, I think they look gaudy and horrible. They're quite hard to read. There's nothing really to focus on because it's just light refracting all over the place. But yeah, I think it does for some highlight this this area of watch collecting, which is perhaps not as wholesome as one would like the watch community to be. Well, you know what they say, Tom. Don't throw stones in Parve Diamond houses. Yeah, one day when my hip hop career takes off. Charles Chame Cole says, Richard Meal, cool engineering, but horrible to look at. Do you agree with that sentiment, Tom? I agree with cool engineering. Horrible is perhaps a bit strong. 
I think this probably sits hand in hand with the iced out stuff. I don't think it's that people don't like them. I think they don't like the kinds of people that wear them. Now, personally, I really like a Richard Mille. Some of the earlier classical, if you can call them such a thing, ones, the smaller ones, I actually really like. They're probably way more expensive than they should be, but then again, so is the Royal Oak. That's sort of the point. The Royal Oak was created as a watch to be more expensive than it should be and be very noticeable as being that watch. Um, Richard Mille does have cool engineering. I also like their associations with sports where they, where other manufacturers said, no, 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 you can't wear a watch whilst playing your sport. Richard Mille actively went and created hyper-complicated watches to wear. So looks are within the eye of the watch buyer. And so really it's, it's completely subjective. It all comes down to whether or not you like tonneau-shaped cases that are made out of the uh, rubber safety paving slabs that you get in playgrounds. <laughs> if, you, if you like both those things, you all like Richard Mille. Yeah, and if you don't want to pay that much, you can get the identical watch from Hublot as well. Right, Duffman96 says, Millgauss, it needs no explanation. Um, well, Duffman96, I've got some good news for you because <laughs> you're not the only person that hates the Milgauss. Rolex themselves hate it as well. And that's why they're no longer making it anymore. So they've read your comment and they've taken your criticism on board. And uh, you've got results there, friends. So well done. Yeah. Who says Rolex don't listen to the consumer? I'm just most <laughs> disappointed about the fact that I can't say everything's coming up Milgauss. I had that all prepped and planned for the new updated Milgauss, and no, it's gone. So everything is not coming up Milgauss. It's also my least favourite Rolex. Maybe they heard you say that and they were like, deny him that pleasure. <laughs> that sounds more like Rolex. Andrew looks happy. Squash it. <laughs> Andrew Burns says, I love Grand Seiko. Now, Andrew, I think you've kind of got the wrong end of the stick here, but I'll continue. I aspire to own a Grand Seiko. So it hurts to say the SBGC 253. I mean, look at it. How drunk were they on the Friday afternoon that they designed it? I guess it's the proof that their design team are still human. I like that little positive spin at the end there. A glass half full. Oh, that's absolutely horrible. Must have been designed by real people. <laughs> this is, of course, the chronograph spring drive uh, Grand Seiko, or at least a variant of it. And it is, how do we put, busy, asymmetric. Yeah, it's an interesting experiment, I think, in design. There's maybe another iteration of this, I think, where they can pull some stuff back. It's like, we've heard some people don't like the power reserve on the dial, but I think we can counter that by adding more stuff to the dial. Maybe Charles, Chaim, Cole talking about Richard Mille and saying cool engineering but horrible to look at meant this actually? <laughs> there is a press picture of this watch and a lion and even the lion looks perturbed. In one shot he looks yeah. like he's really trying hard not to look at the watch. Pre-K1 says, anything from Invicta? I mean, who needs a wall clock weighing down your wrist? They are massive and when you see them in person, the lack of quality shows. Yes, I struggle to understand who Invicta is aimed at. They, they are very, very big, very imposing. You have to be very, very brave to wear one, I think, with some of their designs. And then, yeah, there are some question marks about the quality of, as well. So I think it's unfair to tar all of the Invicta watches with the same brush. They have some pretty insane watches, and that seems to be their approach to marketing. It's make the, the wackiest looking thing possible and everyone will share it. But they have things like their divers 
and whatnot that are fairly normal looking and, and really good quality for the price. Oh, yeah. The ones where they copy other popular designs are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's it? Can you can you design a watch that looks like that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Can you make a, a, a completely unique one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That said, I think, you know, just like how we're talking about the, uh, the previous Grand Seiko Lion, sometimes you need to really push things and see what happens. Um, because sometimes you get some weird and wonderful things that really work. Mostly weird, less wonderful. One day they'll hit a home run that will just blow everyone away. They're yet to have their Royal Oak moment, I think. <laughs> Tom Steves says, My Invictus Speedway. Oh, here we go. Daytona homage, he says in brackets. It looks cool and wasn't expensive, but the pressed end links were so poorly designed that any amount of pressure would just rip the spring bars out, bending them in the process. Also, despite having a Seiko movement, it absolutely ate batteries. It needed replacing every 18 months. So I got a solar-powered Casio EQB501 and never looked back. Okay, there's some hate for some of the copied Invictus too. Uh, chiefly aimed at the quality, some exploding spring bars. It sounds like a hazard. It's like, um, what were those Samsung phones that blew up in your pocket? It's like that, but on your wrist. Spring bar takes out eyes, says man. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. M equals 13 says, The fact that someone who could put a decent-sized house on the wrist and choose to do it in the form of a Rolex Eye of the Tiger, and I freaking love tigers, but come on, that thing is hideous. Again, it's an acquired taste, isn't it? I think the first thing it struck me when I saw it is it reminded me of Del Boy's bed sheets. <laughs> but yeah, it is. That's a uh, that's a very specialist watch for a specialist person. If this didn't say Rolex on the dial, you would assume it was five pounds from Oxfam. Yeah, this is definitely some mail order Instagram ad, isn't it? Without the Rolex on the dial. Um, calling it the tiger's eye does make me think, looking at it, it looks like a surprise tiger. Like he's going, oh. <laughs> yeah, sure. And anything that looks like a surprise tiger has to be good. True. That could be a good kung fu film as well. Tom, Teddy Morgan, no relation and not the child of myself and Teddy Baldazar, oh. says the moon swatch totally repulsed by the company's rollout of the project and how they lied to consumers going from two per person to one per person to online, soon to never be available online. Never offered an apology to the community, if I'm not mistaken. The Moonswatch has been very contentious, hasn't it? In principle, it's like the idea of communism, isn't it? Everyone's equal and everyone gets everything until you put it into practice and then no one has anything and everyone suffers. That's the Moonswatch. Yes. How much is it? I think, it. what is it, like £220 RRP? Yes. I think it's about... 120 pounds too expensive that's the that's the that's the moon and watch part so you pay 120 pounds for this and then moon and watch costs another 100 pounds on top (laughs) yeah that is what it is isn't it yeah it is it's a tricky one it's very disruptive and it hasn't quite landed in all of our hearts but it's it's really interesting isn't it i'd like to see more stuff in that vein I think if it had been a bit better put together for the price, I think it'd have a lot more people on board. Well, they sold a million of them, so they're doing something right. Um, But in principle, great idea. In practice, leaves a lot to be desired. Dan Pemberton has to say, anything by Hublot. Gaudy fashion watches aimed at people with more money than sense and even less taste. Bit cruel. I think that I, I personally think... There are a few Hublots out there. They may not be the best value, but there are a few Hublots out there that I quite like. Do you know what? I wanted an ice bang for the longest time. I don't know why. 
but it just speaks to me. It says, you're crap. Yeah, um, the classic fusion's all right, isn't it? It can't be that offensive. I think we're back to the kinds of people who wear them that people don't like. I think that's where we're at, really, isn't it? Kylian Mbappe wears one, so he's cool. I guess it's the price that people find the most offensive, isn't it? Your standard three-hander classic fusion is about £7,000. So you think about the watches that you could get for that. I think that's where the contention lies, for me anyway. Yeah. The Big Bang Tourbillon Automatic Purple Sapphire. I think quite a fun-looking watch. It's something I'd wear on uh, a Saturday out to the beach, but I don't want to pay £173,000 for it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. My final one. D Underhay. Patek Nautilus. It has a horrible case design, horrible bezel shape, horrible hands and a horrible dial. Yet everyone supposedly loves it. The AP Royal Oak looks right. The Nautilus just looks wrong. I'm with Underhay, I think. I, uh, I've i never fully understood the Nautilus myself. Um, it's the wings. I don't understand the wings. Yes, the always fully absorbent wings. Yeah. Whoa, Swiss form. <laughs> Do you know what? I think that's probably the silent masses opinion that the Nautilus is a worse looking watch than the Royal Oak. Yeah. I wonder how many people silently agree with Underhay that it's a horrible watch. We somehow all agreed that the Nautilus was a fantastic watch and uh, everyone just went along with it and everyone's too scared to challenge it. Well, dear viewer and listener, this is your chance to finally put that to rest. Let us know in the comments which watch you think is the worst. and Do you think it's the Nautilus? Love to hear your thoughts. We will be doing more of these, so keep an eye out in the community posts for our questions, and you might get read out on this show. Lucky you! Until next time, goodbye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.